I don't want to set the world on fire. I just want to start a flame in your heart. In my heart, I have a Welcome, everyone, to Greetings from Beyond Radio, and I'm your host, Rich Valdez, and let's see if I get this right this time, my co-host, Vicki Burnett, because this time uh, she's on the other side, so you know what? Yeah. Uh, look at you on top of your game, yeah, right and left. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's me. That's my middle name, top of my game. Um, so today... This show is a very, very special show, in my opinion, because we're going to be showcasing Vicky's gift, psychic mediumship, and it's a free sample. Everyone knows you go to Costco, you go to Sam's Club, and you walk around, but you know you're walking around just not for the bulk prices, but you know you want to get those samples, right? You want to see if it tastes good before you buy it? Well, guess what? That's what this show is all about. So what we're going to do in this situation is pretty much the same thing. You're going to get a sample. But before we go any further, just as usual, every single week, Greetings from Beyond Radio is broadcast nationwide, worldwide, actually. So these are the podcast platforms that we are always on. You could listen to us, unfortunately, not see us, but... Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, you can see us, and you should be on there if you want to see our videos. Amazon Music, iHeart, The Paralanx, Podcast Index, Samsung Podcast, Listen Notes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, and Pandora. Um, and we seem to be growing every single week, Vicky. I, I, every time Jen and I look at the numbers, uh, people love us in Belgium. I have a feeling we're going to have waffles sent to us. What very about those good Belgium chocolates? Yes, Belgium chocolates are very good, too. And and you know what? I, I, I wouldn't mind going to Belgium. And uh, they're, they're, we're, we're just, it surprises me because every every single time we check the next day, we're, we're being simulcasted in, into some other country. So yeah. that's actually a good thing. But for those of you that are not watching us, yet okay uh we're on youtube you can find us on youtube under greetings from beyond radio and uh you know what better way to actually take in this show than to actually watch us live so by all means when you go to youtube look for us under greetings from beyond radio subscribe and start watching us and for and by the way we 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 got a compliment uh last 
well, actually two days ago on YouTube. I'm sure you saw it, Vicky. You're always scanning YouTube to see if there's any, you know, comments left behind. And uh, they were very happy with the show that we had last week with Mike Ricksecker. So, uh, and I actually enjoyed that show, to be honest with you, and the show before that. You know, I know you and I both want to have Evelyn Hollow back onto the show. But to be honest with you, that's going to be a, a hard one to pull because uh, her being in Scotland and the hour difference is very, very vast. So, today, it's sample time. You guys get a chance to actually see and experience how Vicky does her thing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to let Vicky explain how she does this. And of course, while she's explaining, we're also waiting for a few of the people that did send the pics in and they need to be in the chat room in order for us to actually do anything because if something, someone comes across, wants the picture uh, is shown to her, and they're not there to confirm or deny, we're pretty much wasting time. And I, I hope and pray people start coming in little by little. I know people are coming back from work or they, they're possibly on their way back and they can't respond. But we already have two people that I know for sure have already said, we'll be there, but it'll be the second hour. I don't think, I mean, we always got something to talk about, right, Vicky? Uh, we, we could wait that long if we need to, but I, I'd rather be able to get the ball rolling right off the bat. So with no further ado, you know, oh, by the way, if you want us to know or, and our producer know that you are here, please comment in the chat. That's the only way we'll know you're here. It, I can see that the, the numbers have gone up, but if you don't say anything like, hi, how you doing? I'm here, whatever. We don't know you're here. Okay. So, oh, there, there's Elena. We got one. Okay, good. <laughs> Welcome, Elena. So, Vicky, go ahead and name off the rules to this, and we'll go from there. Well, I wouldn't exactly call them rules. I call them, I call it my spiel that I give to everyone at the beginning of a reading. And one of the first things I say is to take what I say with a grain of salt. I don't pretend like I know everything. One thing that I can always guarantee you is that I will not lie to you. If you ask me a specific question and I don't get a specific answer, I'm not going to make it up. I'm not that imaginative. I will simply tell you, no, I, I, I'm not getting that person. I don't know the answer to that question or whatever. I'm extremely honest. During a reading, um, typically when I do readings, they're over the phone. And I know there are some people that are like, oh, don't you do it in person? And, and can't we do this? And can't we do that? I understand. Um, I don't know what the person thinks it's more valid or if I need to be in person. I actually don't need to. I can actually give readings through text messaging. I don't need to hear your voice. I don't need to see you. Um, in fact, I would prefer not to see the people I'm reading for. If you've ever had a reading with me in person at a party, you'll notice that I don't look at you too often. I kind of look off. Uh, one of the reasons is that I don't want to take any physical cues from you. Um, you know, people react when you say certain things and they do things with their bodies and things like that. And I would prefer not to see that. I don't want anything leading me one direction or another. So a lot of times I'll look off to the side. Um, during the reading, I could possibly get in touch with a loved one on the other side that could be done easiest with a picture. 
Um, the fastest way for me to connect to that person is to look at them. And I kind of think of it as there's a whole lot of people on the other side. And if I have to sift through all the different people and try to search for somebody, it's much easier to do if I have a picture, just like if um, I'm supposed to meet you at the airport and I have a picture and I know what you look like. It's easier for me to find you at the airport. So um, that's one of the things that can happen during a reading. I can also tell you about the living around you that could be done with or without a picture. Usually a picture makes it faster. I have done a lot of, um, let's say, dating picture reading where people have sent me pictures of potentials or ones they're currently with. And I tell them what I think. And, you know, I have to say, maybe I emphasize too much that I to take everything I say with a grain of salt, because many people have not heeded my warnings. And then, of course, the relationships did not turn out too great. And they came back and I said, oh, you believe me now. And then from that point, they usually send me pictures. Um, also, during a reading, I can give you one possible version of a future event. The sooner that event is to happen, the more likely it is to be accurate because you have less time to veer off the path that I currently see you on. Also, during a reading, I can get physical symptoms. When I get a physical symptom, I simply describe what it is. It could be related to someone living or deceased. Now, that's one of the things if I get a physical symptom that I think is related to something medical. That's the only thing I ask you to take a little more seriously. That has been proven in the past to be very crucial that someone follow directions. Um, uh, you know, briefly, there was one situation where they were checking this girl's heart and she was going to a cardiologist. And I'm like, no, it has nothing to do with your heart. It is something up here. They need to do a CAT scan. They need to do whatever they need to. But it's not your heart. It's it's in here. And she had these very unique, um, it had something to do with these blood clots that were forming in her brain or something and causing all these things. If she had not gone to the correct doctor, they said she could have died. So just if I say something medical, if for no other reason than to um, appease me, go to whatever doctor I advise you to. Trust me, I know nothing when it comes to medical things. I probably don't know the scientific term for anything. So if something halfway intelligent comes out of my mouth from a medical standpoint, it is definitely not me talking. Somebody else is guiding the conversation. So make sure you pay attention. And one of the other things that happens sometimes is during a reading, if you live in a house that has activity, I will sometimes pick up on the spirit that is actually in that house. Usually I pick up first on whatever they're doing. Like I might say, oh, have you experienced, I'm hearing like these tapping sounds on the wall um, and those kind of things. And then we go from there trying to figure out who the spirit is and if it's something, if you're local, if it's something you need me to come take care of or if it's something that you yourself can take care of. So that's pretty much my spiel that I give everybody. And let me grab my phone. So just so you know, so that we're up front. Um, I did not receive any of these pictures until they're getting ready to come through. So our the first person that we're going to talk to here is see is this is the text that was sent to me with the picture. And it was sent from Jen, it was not sent from the person. 
So I just received this a little while ago. So we're going to start, and this was sent in by Elena. All right, and I know, Elena, you said you were in the chat room. All right, so Elena, what in particular? Oh, and the other disclaimer I want to say is that when I first look at a picture, I do not know if that person is living or deceased. I know someone's going to say, well, that's kind of stupid. You're supposed to be a medium. I'm also a psychic medium, which means that I can pick up on the living and the dead. And to me, a person is a person is a person is a person. They're the same, usually personality wise when they're living, also the same personality when they're others on the other side. Now, as the reading goes on, um, I'll find myself using past tense terms if they're deceased unconsciously or present tense if they are living. But most of the time, I'm just straight up and say, is this person living or deceased? Okay, so the first picture we have, the person is deceased. So Elena, what in particular would you like to know? And we'll have it pop up here on the chat. The first thing I, I get an overwhelming, and you'll have to confirm or deny this, I'm not quite sure the reason, but this person, I get like this overwhelming sadness is the first thing that I get about her. I don't know if it's, I don't know if she's sad because she might have gone before her time or if in general she was sad, but I get an overwhelming sadness. Um, do you know if I'm picking up on the correct person, Elena? The joys of live readings. Your question in particular, she went before her time. Okay, that explains it then. Um, you asked whether she remembers and knows that you visit. Um, I feel like you've made a particular extra special effort when it comes to um, making sure that wherever it is you are going to visit her is um, very well kept. And I also, I see you on your knees at some point. I don't know if that is tied to when you, you know, you visit and you're tidying up or if that's just the best way that you feel like you're connected with her. Um, she, she definitely definitely had an issue with the fact that she went, like you said, you confirmed before her time. Um, I think she was a person who had so many plans. Like there were a lot of things like, and, and I'm not saying that most of us in general don't have plans. We, most human beings have plans of what they want to do with their life. But you know, some people don't have big grand plans or some people don't really think beyond a certain point, but I think she did. And um, that is also part of what created that sadness. Um, I, I, I see you doing this. I don't know if you're 
you're sweeping off something or something like that. Um, she is actually, I'm surprised that you haven't felt her. She's actually put her hand on your shoulder before. And she did this. She went squeeze, squeeze. It was a double squeeze. Um, it wasn't just one. It wasn't just putting her head. Okay. <laughs> um, it wasn't, but it, it, it was on your one. I, if it's the way it is for me, it's your right shoulder. And she did squeeze, squeeze. And that was, thank you. That's why it was two. It was, thank you. Okay. Um, one of the biggest things <clears throat> that she wants you to know don't ever settle for less than what you deserve because you don't know how much time you have. I think that there's been times where you have accepted behavior from people and situations that you should not be taking on and that you should not accept those behaviors. Um, so if there's one particular message just make sure that you here's my way of putting it. It may not have been the way she put it. Stop taking crap. When you deserve riches, don't take crap. Okay, Elena. And I know you said you have felt that many times. The next time that you go, just for extra confirmation, um, don't be surprised. I know this sounds odd, but don't be surprised if you find, I don't maybe she's already done this, um, if you find an actual coin at her gravesite. I feel like a dime or a quarter somewhere on a headstone or something like that. And also... Your hair, it's like someone's like this, but there's no reason. So the way that you're mistaking it for, oh, the wind just blew. There's no reason. It's still day, and it's kind of like this. So look for those things. I know the coin thing sounds strange, especially, you know, things sitting around there, but just, just watch for it. Okay. All right. Jen, do you want to send me the next picture of someone who is in the chat? Okay. All right. In this picture. Yeah. Just know that that um, if you ever need um, Elena, if you ever need to talk to her, just simply talk to her. She's she's very physical. So you will definitely get confirmation in some kind of physical form. 
All right, Jen, I have pick number two. It says pick number two, Lisa Marie. Okay, here it comes. <laughs> here it comes. Mm. All right, Lisa, what in particular would you like to know? Before you type in your question, Lisa, there's a lot of emotion attached to this person. A lot of emotion. Um, wow. I'm also getting a physical symptom right now while we're waiting for your um, message in the chat. There's something about my arm. My arm, like, literally just turn cold. And it, it wasn't to the point of tingly, but it definitely was cold. Is he still around? Um... Have you forgiven him? I personally, and I don't, I don't want to get too um, personal in my answer, um, but I do want to say he's gone through a lot of changes, gone through a lot of things that he had to um, rethink his relationships with people, and in that process, he knows that you had a process to go through as well. And sorry, I'm getting emotional. Um, let's say that he, you ask if he's around, to me, he's more watching from afar so as to not mess anything up. Does that make any sense? Yeah. 
Okay. So what, what I'm going to say is I'm proud of both of you because I feel like so much work has been done on both sides. And like I said, I don't feel like, I think he knows boundaries and is just kind of watching from afar to make sure everything is good. Okay. So, um, I just lost audio there for a second. Um, so yeah, I think that that answers your question. I think you know what I'm talking about. I'm trying not to give too many details um, out loud, but um, I think you know. And um, you did just as much to help him through the process as you could. And he did all the rest of the work himself. Okay, so you should be very proud of yourself. Okay. So these are just, you know, little samples of what could happen. Obviously, it's a little more difficult when we're dealing with technology and typing into chats and things like that. Readings are more, you know, I'm on the phone with somebody. They can answer questions right away or um, they can ask their questions right away and there's not delays and things like that. Um so that's just a tip of what happens during a reading. Again, it's a much faster process. I guarantee you one of the things that I try to do the most, and I find a lot of times my 15-minute readings, um, the first answer I get to that is no. Is he with David? I get no, and I think it's because he is is still what I've been shown about the other side. Let me explain this to people who um, have never heard this. What I've been shown is that when we go to the other side, we basically check in. If there's things that we should have a tone for or things we should have learned in life, we go to what I call a classroom. Now, there's been cases where I've seen people in classrooms and they actually had a family member that was babysitting them. The family member was, you know, not supposed to be in these classrooms for themselves. They were there to babysit other um, family members as they progressed through the classrooms. We finally get to a point where we've gained 100% our freedoms, but there could be that you have somebody on the other side who's currently back here in visitation. Because if you've gone through your classrooms or you never had to go through a classroom to begin with, you're granted your freedom. And that means you can choose to come back in visitation, you can stay on the other side, or you can do a combination. Now, there are some people when you get to the other side, supposedly you have jobs. I haven't seen that too often in a reading. I myself, though, got a reading one time and was told I have a job on the other side, um, that I'm not going to be able to uh, take too much of a vacation when I get to the other side. My job, I was told, is I am to come back and I am to help earthbound spirits and help them to cross over to the other side. But not just any old earthbound spirit. I'm supposed to be helping the worst of the worst. I'm spo supposed to be helping the serial killers and all those people that have remained earthbound. Yeah, I'm coming for you one day, Rich. Um, 
that are earth, <laughs> that are earthbound um, and they need that extra push and they need that that extra person because some of these people may not have anybody. When we pass away, we have people who are signed to come and take us safely and calmly to the other side. Some people don't really have too many people assigned to them. They don't have loved ones that they had a connection with, or maybe they did something so horrific in life that their family has turned their back on them. And then you have people like what I'm supposed to be when I cross over that person that's assigned to come and get them and bring them um, to the other side successfully. Um, I have a question you know, for you. Uh-huh. So, and, and this is something I've heard from so many uh, psychic mediums. In fact, I read it in a book and I love the title of the book still to this very day. Do the dead watches shower? <laughs> and it, it was actually a very, very good book. But so, she that was the first time I actually read this. And I actually found it to be very fascinating in where she stated oftentimes souls, living souls that are here. Um, if they've gone through a long period of time of suffering through some kind of cancer or illness, it takes them a while to come through from the other side and communicate. And how do you feel about that? And do you feel that's true? I don't usually, what I find is that people who have had long suffering illnesses and things like that, those are the people that I find actually choose to stay on the other side primarily before they begin their visitations. They're not out of range for me to communicate with them, but they're not doing active visitations here on earth because they literally have to rest. They have to heal. The one um, condition that I have seen is people who have mental issues like dementia, Alzheimer's, when they pass, they're very temporarily confused. So that that's the one illness, ironically, and remember, this is a disclaimer. This is what I have been shown. I don't pretend like it's the absolute gospel truth. I'm just telling you what's been shown to me, that they are still temporarily confused. And those people, 99.9999% of the time, have at least one to two family members that are constantly with them until they make that gradual realization of where they are. Hey, there's some people I've come across ones who, you know, maybe they had physical problems. They had medical problems. They had emotional problems and they stay on the other side, but they still let me see them over there. But what the book had actually indicated was that they go to the other side to recover because it actually drains their soul as well because the soul and the body are one while they're here and they need time to recoup from this. That's what I meant by my question, because oftentimes I, I it made sense to me that if, if they've been suffering for a long time, like I can't say that about my dad because my dad was within three months, but uh, I've known of people that have gone through cancer for years and years, you know, remission and it comes back and then back and forth and it takes a toll on their soul. Didn't I've mean had sound people, like Dr. Seuss there. I've had people who have passed from horrendous ones who didn't need the rest and they're right back in visitation. It all depends on your motivation. What I have found, it all depends on your motivation to come back. Right. So if you are older 
and you have suffered through a long medical illness, you are more likely to have more people on the other side for you to hang out with and for you to take your little rest. But um, a couple weeks ago, I uh, read for someone, it was a fairly, um, I would say he was in his 40s. He had cancer. It was, you know, quick but debilitating. And he basically ran over to the other side, said, yo, 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 I'm here. I'm going back. I'm going back. And not only that, but he like physically learned how to manipulate the environment so that his family knew he was still there. But he wasn't earthbound. He had checked in and he had had a horrific, you know, medical condition, but came back because his motivation, he left a wife that he loved. He left two young boys that still needed him. And that's the great part. I feel really sad for people who think death is final. To me, if you ask me for the simplest definition of death, we lose our body. That's it. it. The vessel. Yep. We do not lose our personality. We don't lose our motivations. We don't lose our love. We none of that. We just lose our body. That's it. I agree. I, I I've found that we, we grow so accustomed to this, our body. And, and we happen to believe that this is, this is it because it day in day out we wake up we get dressed we go to work we come back we have our routine it's only when that routine is interrupted like death or you know something drastic happens in our life that we start getting closer to the spiritual side of life and that's when we start appreciating who we really are what we really are and it's like that old saying and we've we've heard it a million times we're we're spirits experiencing a human experience and it's 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 true our our soul is what retains who we are everything we've experienced in life is what we are in our soul not our body uh oh okay but we do just before we go any further with that um uh we do have kathy with lisa and I'm not sure if she sent a picture. Um, can we see if Kathy is still with Lisa here so that we can get to her picture? I don't know if that was sent at all. And while we're looking for that, I have to tell my favorite all-time reading story. Um, when I first started doing this, uh, I I wasn't sure if it was a fluke, whether it was just dumb luck or whatever it was. So I spent an entire summer giving free readings. They were over the phone. There were people I didn't know. In fact, I didn't even know the person's name before they called. And uh, they would, most of them would be from out of state. So anyway, I read for this one particular person and it was her father that came through and he absolutely loved his grandson. And one of the things, he was one of the first people to show me that he was going to do something to prove that I had talked to him. So I said to her, I said, I know this sounds really weird, but I feel like he left you a dime on the sink. Well, she runs into the bathroom. She goes, Vicki, I swear to you, there's a dime on the sink. I'm like, okay, well, I think he's going to do it again. And she said, okay. She goes in the next morning. She looks and right there on her son's floor is a dime. 
and there's that was not there. But here's the cool part of it. She her text woke me up. I grabbed my phone. I look at the text. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Whatever. And I put my phone down and I turned to get out of bed. I had a dime on the floor. He gave me one too. And I'm a teacher. I don't have a dime. So there's no way that was my money. Um, and when I turned, <coughs> just the fact that he was so appreciative, he not only wanted to confirm with her that that was him, he also wanted to make sure he knows, he knew I was pretty concrete. I'm still, a, even though I'm a psychic medium, I'm still a very concrete, you know, I need evidence kind of person. And he left that dime right next to my bed on the floor. And so that, cool. that was hands down. I've had a lot of great experiences, but hands down, that definitely was one of the ones because that was, you know, definite spirit interaction. And the funniest one was when I read for, um, my friend Bobby Joe and her two relatives came through during the reading and they decided to stay. So they, one of her grandmother was on one side and her uncle Sammy was on the other side of my bed and they talked to each other all night. And I said, it figures only Bobby Joe's relatives would do that. But they actually, they're one of the few that hung around. I guess they figure we were close enough to be family. And they literally talked across my bed the entire night. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> only her. You, you know Bobby Joe. Only her. Hello, Nadine. How are you? All right. So I believe Jen just sent you another pick. And I... I believe this one to be Kathy, if I'm not okay. mistaken. All right. And what would you like to know? Hmm. Um, while, while I'm waiting for the question, um, I feel like this person would, um, would pretty much tell it to you like it is. Um, but I think she could also walk into a room and just brighten the whole place. But she wasn't going to, you know, hold any punches when it came to answering questions. Like, she wouldn't lie. Okay, is she aware and helping with problems with the family? The first thing that I get, and I always give people my very first impression, is yes. Um, I, was she a very, um, like, hands-on kind of oh, come on, guys, and, you know, kind of taking two people. Let's just say if you had two kids that were fighting, she'd kind of like, oh, come on, guys, one hand would be on one kid and one would be on the other, and and kind of like a peacemaker um, kind of person. Um, but she also, she had a way of telling everybody the truth, but them not disliking her for it. Like, some people have the art of putting you in your place and you not feeling it. <laughs> like, you don't realize it. Um, but yes, I think she is. The first thing I get is that, yes, she is. And she has been around. There's one particular living person that she is super frustrated with. Super frustrated. Wow. Wow. She, she like wants to. <laughs> like, you know, not literally wring their neck, but it's that kind of frustration. Like, oh my gosh, 
Like we get this in order, we get that in order, we have this going on, and now we still have this one. Um, just know that that I think that she has tried and very, very frustrated with this one particular family member. Okay. Um, she's actually, and I, and I don't even know if this family member knows who she is, but she has interacted in their dreams. And that may be hard for you to get verification on, but I think that she has actually visited them in their dreams and given them some pretty tough lessons. You know, just said this, look, look, this is what you need to do. So that would be interesting. I don't know if there's any way for you to find out, but I think you you might know which family member I'm talking about. And um, she's she's tried. <laughs> she's tried. But you know what? Keep doing what you're doing and keep healing the way you're healing and fixing all the parts that you can fix. And some things are out of your control. And that's kind of where she takes over because they're out of your control. Okay. Anything else? On that particular? No. Do you want to take one more? Or do you want to leave a few more for the second hour? Uh, if you have another one, let's put another one up there. Well, okay. Let's. I think we should hold off until the second hour. And uh, the reason I say that is because I think we should talk more about how you see the dearly departed. Let's not call them the okay. dead. Uh, how do you see them? How do they come across? What happens usually is um, when I have the picture, then I'm able to connect. And by the way, Lisa says thank you. Or Kathy? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Probably Both. I would say that 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 was connected to both of them as well. Typically, when I connect with a person, the first thing I get is a basic personality. And so I describe the basic personality. If you've noticed, I've done that. Yeah. In some of these, I describe their basic personality to make sure that I'm connecting with the right person. Every once in a while in a reading, I get a picture and there's somebody else that wants the attention. It doesn't matter that somebody has sent me a picture of relative A, relative B over here, really has something to say. And what I'll do is I'll say, there's somebody coming through and this is their personality. Does that match that one? And they're like, no. I said, well, it must be this other guy because he's over here and he's blah, blah, blah. And you go, oh, that's uncle, blah, blah, blah. Whoever truly wants to come through will find a way to come through regardless of the person you want to. When I first started doing this, I did it way hard way. I would get on the phone with somebody. Actually, it would start prior to the phone call. I always had a habit of walking my little dog before a reading. And as I was outside walking in the yard, I'd always say, oh, I wonder who's going to come through. And I would always have something to start the reading off with. Someone would come through and give me some kind of information or at least a, a physical picture of themselves. And so I would start the reading off with that. But otherwise, I would sit there and say, okay, let's see who's going to come through. And I'd wait for somebody to come through. If I described the person and the person didn't recognize them, 
it's like, okay, I'd apologize to the person coming through. They don't know who you are. Let me find somebody else. This one particular, I went through this whole thing. I was so convinced this person's trying to come through. This is what they're like. This is what they're saying to me. This is what who they were, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, no, no. I don't know who that is. I don't know. Halfway, three quarters of the way through the reading, she's like, oh, that was my dad. And then she's like, what did he have to say? I said, well, he left because you didn't recognize him. So he figured somebody else had more important. And she did end up getting messages um, from somebody else. But um, regardless, I learned how to connect with who people wanted to first. So I get the personality and then they start showing me things. It's more like watching a movie. And that's another reason why I don't have to do it in person because I'm busy watching the movie. And I also, if you notice, I make a lot of faces when I give readings. So it's better if people aren't watching me make these goofy faces. But they'll show me specific items. They'll show me things that are important. And I tell the person, I used to take the time for me to figure out the symbolism of what they're showing me. But then I learn sometimes they were symbolic. That meant something to the person I was reading for. Sometimes they were symbolic to me. Sometimes they were the literal item. So I learned to just say, hey, someone just showed me a gold locket. And is it usually just a, 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 an inanimate object they show you or is it their personality? Do you actually see personalities them? first? Yeah, I see them. I see them. <clears throat> I see their personality first and foremost. Mm -hmm. You know, but how do you see their personality like yourself doing? I see them. Or... No, I see. I see them. That like when I said about the last one, where I said I see her putting her hands. That's symbolic for me. This is a person who was a peacemaker. This is a person that wanted everybody to get along and and did the effort. So I saw her doing these things. So again, it's like a movie. So in that movie, just like if I were watching a movie and I'm looking at a character, I can figure out their personality based on what they're doing and their dialogue, and that's the same. And then as we go along, it gets more and more specific to make sure that the person knows that it's really them. And I always apologize. Sometimes when the information first comes, it is a little vague. And I actually apologize to whoever I'm reading for. I know this sounds vague, but it's going to get more specific. Just hang in there. And I start off with little things first because they show me things in little increments. And then next thing I know, they're right here. I've had, they usually stand in front of me to the right. I know that's weird. When I first started giving readings, they would stand next to me. And I'd have to do this. I'd have to keep turning my head. And through the years, it's progressed where they stand in front of me to the right. And they stand there and they say and they do whatever they need to for me to figure out who they are and to give the message to the people. Do you think them standing to the right is indicating to you that they're I, I, i'm i'm throwing this out there i'm, I'm going you know with uh, a theory here um that they're human or could it be if they stand to the left that they're possibly you know pretending to be inhuman no because when i'm in investigations when i've come across anything that's not human um they'll be on the right side as well really yeah okay yeah the, that that side doesn't have anything to do. And, you know, 
as you know, because we work together in cases, if I come across something that's not human, what happens sometimes is human spirits will actually try to disguise themselves as something that's not human in order to initially try to scare me. And when they see that that's not happening, then I say, okay, show me who you really are. And then literally if they, it's like they're wearing a costume and the costume starts to break down and then I'm left with the real person, you know, behind the costume by the same means, if I come across something that's not human, it just simply lets me look at it. I can tell you what it looks like in detail. I usually call you and I say, hey, I just saw blah, blah, blah. What's that? Um, because I don't name them. <laughs> it's, you know, I don't I don't want to necessarily name them. Um, I don't want to have the final decision on identifying what and who they are. I just simply describe them because they as far as I'm concerned, I do consider it um, still a privilege that because when, you know, when I first started doing this, I didn't see the things that weren't human. I couldn't see them at all. I was completely shielded from anything like that. And now have, I can see. I, I have another question for you, but first mm -hmm. uh, shout out to Lucy Armitage from the UK. Thank you for joining us today. And also someone from Reflections of the Paranormal. Uh, not sure. I'm sure that's not their name, but uh, I guess they're representing <laughs> Reflections <laughs> of the Paranormal. Hello and welcome to the show. Thank you for, for tuning in. Um, so the reason I asked you that question is in, in, in any of your readings, have you ever had someone come through but they have all of a sudden the attachment to that living person come through as well. And, yeah, and do they, do, do both spirits actually acknowledge that each other's presence at the same time? Um, it depends on the situation. Yes. I've had, had, I've had human spirits who are well aware that there's something not human present as well. I have been giving a person a regular reading where I'm supposed to be connecting. And I did, I connected, I told them about their living child. I told them about somebody on the other side. And then all of a sudden this attachment, this thing that was not human also. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, and she spells it V-I-C-K-I-E. Same as Just me. like you. Wow. Well, welcome Vicki Norris from Reflections of the Paranormal. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. But yeah, it, in, does in Vicky only do photos? Uh, does she read other ways? From... I can do it without a photo. It's just, um, it just sometimes will take a little bit longer um, because I'm searching through to look to see who's going to come forward first. You know, my friend Bobby Joe described it the best way. She said, it's like I have bodyguards and they're in charge of the club. And they're the ones controlling those velvet ropes and they know who to let through and when to let them through. If I have a picture, the bodyguard immediately knows that's the person I'm letting them in. If I have to search for the person, the bodyguard has to search too, to make sure it's okay for that person to come through and be able to communicate. So it takes a, a little bit longer, but yeah, I can, I can do it. I've, I've done readings through text with no mess, with no pictures. People have simply texted me um, questions and I've answered them 
to what they have said to me is is accurate. Mm -hmm. And it was without without pictures. But let me also make this disclaimer because I know we're getting pretty soon we're going to commercial. Yeah. I am nothing more than a tool or a vessel. You're a tool. I'm a tool. <laughs> because it's not me. It's not me. I prefer vessel. I am just lucky enough that that people on the other side trust me enough and know what my motivations are to let me in and to let me see them and speak to them. And you know what? This may sound like a sob story in the very beginning, but it really is touching because I've never had anybody have that a hundred percent unconditional love for me, but during a reading and someone who has had that and their loved one comes through, it's a present for me because they let me feel it. They let me feel what it's like to be loved unconditionally. And if it weren't for my readings, I never, I wouldn't have felt that so far in my life. And that, that's a gift to me. You know, uh, it is a gift and, and thank God you're around to use it and share with others. And as, uh, uh, let's see, Vicki said here, love that a vessel. She also said we are special because not a lot of people are named the way ours is. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, well said. So we are going to be taking some commercial breaks. And that way everyone can refresh, everyone can go to the bathroom, do whatever they need to do. But when we come back, we'll be back with more readings from Vicky. And uh, for those of you that have just joined us, um, hopefully Jen can put the email up real quick where you can send your pick. And if we can get to you in the second half, we'll get to you in the second half. If not, We'll have to wait for another time, but you know, we asked ahead of time that people go ahead and do this before the show so that we could have everyone set up. Uh, but there you go. Uh, Jen GFBR management at gmail.com. Send your pictures there and we will try to get to you the second half. But in the meantime, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
welcome back everyone to greetings from beyond radio and boy we are jumping when it comes to people asking for readings better late than never uh but i will give you all a warning uh we may not be able to get to everyone that's just come in that's why we you know always ask that everyone stay tuned to all of our advertising because that way we can get all of you in during the show it's it's you know people say two hours you should be able to do it yeah that's not the case and in this situation vicky may have to get back to you and set up an appointment with you uh but you know let's hope we can get everyone in so you can get your sample reads and that and we'll go from there so uh we have someone already uh to go and uh i believe i if i'm not mistaken and I'm, I'm waiting for my producer to tell me who it is um it might be eileen joanne okay so joanne you're next and the picture is going to be sent from our producer to vicky and uh go from there hopefully joanne is joining us in the chat yes joanne is there okay so in the meantime let's see i think she just got the pick all right and okay there are two people in the picture so which person would you like me to focus on joanne okay and what would you like to know We may have to get you to dance in between while we're waiting for things to pop up in the chat there, Rich. Are you willing? I won't dance. I, I can throw money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like nickels being thrown at me or pennies. Hey, I got a dime. That's well, the spirit gave me a dime that time. Mm -hmm. I got a dime. You know, now that I think about it, I should have kept that. I have the answer to that, but I don't know if I want to say that. 
Um, the the person in the picture, and this this may help you a little bit. Um, that first question is a little not something I would want to say in a forum like this. Um, there was a lot of self-esteem issues that were going on. Um, what gives me, what gives me, what gives me a clue that something, and I'm not going to specifically say while on the air on YouTube, um, the girl in the picture, a lot of self-esteem issues and I feel almost like she was hiding herself. Typically people that do that, there has been some type of something happened to them that is not supposed to happen to you, if you know what I'm saying. Um, if I were talking to you and it was just you and I, I would be able to go into more detail on what I'm being shown. I'm a little uncomfortable in doing that possibly live. Um, but I do think that some of the things that I'm indicating, do you know where their self-esteem issues? Did she, I feel like there were times where she withdrew within herself and she became um, very quiet and very withdrawn from other people. Um, I feel almost a disconnect that she had where she was trying to block out basically reality at times. And I think for her, it might have, there were times when I think that she might have been a little over the top to go in the opposite direction to pretend to be happy. And then there were times where she completely withdrew. And um, those behaviors are usually indicative of something. Here's the thing. And actually somebody um, years ago, I gave a reading to someone and it was about, it was all about the healing process. And what I tried to tell them is that maybe it's the word forgive that you're being caught up on. But I think you do have to, you have to go through a process in order to heal. And it doesn't take anything away from you. It actually takes the burden off of you to let those things go. For you, it may simply be the terminology of saying that you have to forgive in order to heal. Maybe think of it more as let go instead of forgive. And I know there's a fine line between forgiving and letting go, but that might be the line that's a little bit easier for you um, to be able to, you know. But the only thing I can say to you is having gone through experiences with other people in my life with these situations, um, I had a, a friend growing up 
the same thing happened to her and the same thing happened to her sister. Her sister never forgave, never went through the process of trying to do anything in order to heal. And she's still very, very bitter. I'm reading as I'm, I'm saying this, don't worry. Very, very bitter. But my friend realized that the person who had hurt her was also sick and had been a victim and all of those things. And she has managed to move on with her life without as many scars as her sister has. There are some things that I know are much more difficult to let go of. I, I get that. Just know that anybody who is responsible for hurting another human being, especially in such an aggrievous way, they pay for it. They have to go through the process to pay for your crimes. And now it may not be what people typically think happens to people, but there is a process and they will have to go through that. I, I can... I'm going to do a little tough love here. And what I'm going to say is you really need to go through what you need to, to start to heal because feelings like this, and I know I'm asking you something huge because just looking at the little bit that you've put in the chat, this is huge, but it is like a cancer that is going to grow and grow and grow until it consumes you and that is not what that girl in the picture would want to happen if you want to you can get the information from jen if you would like to speak <coughs> to me and would like me to go in further i will give you a free reading okay i'll give you 15 minutes Give your contact information to Jen and we will set up a date, okay? Because there's a lot more I want to say and a lot more I want to get into, but I'd rather do that in private, okay? So please make sure, if you're interested, please make sure to give your contact information to Jen and we'll arrange a free 15-minute, okay? It's times like these that it sucks being an empath because... I felt that. Yeah, I could tell you were going through that. Yeah, I, I, it, it was, and and Joanne, trust me, I feel your pain. Um, I and anger, anger. Yeah, yeah, that's and, and the frustration. It's it's mm -hmm. you feel helpless, is what I got from Joanne. You, she felt, and still does to this very day, that there was nothing she could do. But but there's you know like I always tell people. When they're, when they're talking about individuals, they always say, well, I can't change him. You can't change the situation, but you can change how you react to it. True. And if you do not change the way you react and go through a process, it is a cancer that will eat you alive. And I want to do whatever I can to help. So please, please give your contact information to Jen. Okay. Thank you, Tammy. 
So, how about them dolphins, huh? <laughs> yeah. Almost made it. Almost. I mean, yeah, they they made it to the playoffs, but they lost the first game. So it doesn't really matter anymore. Um, but, and you yeah. know, while, while we're while we're bringing this up, I I'm fortunate enough to know a couple of you know licensed therapists, and I will tell you that when they have somebody come to them who's in the process especially the grieving process. Let's just go back to losing a loved one and not getting anything any deeper than that. If they're going through the grieving process, if they are open to the idea, they refer them to me and it's giving them those solid pieces of evidence to, again, like we talked about before, the only thing we lose is our bodies. And once people come to terms with the fact that their loved one is still their loved one, still comes around them, and is still there, once you learn a different way to communicate, then it makes the loss a little bit easier. Thank you, Joanne. Uh, Jen, let's move on to the next one because we're really running short on time. And uh, we, I want to get to as many people as we can, give them some kind of solace if possible. So go ahead and send the next pick. All right. Next pick. There are two people in that picture. First, I need to know which person you want me to pick up on and what would you like to know? We're waiting on Lucy to chime Lucy. in. Okay. Yes. Okay. And what would you like to know? I feel like, um, I feel, <laughs> I want to use an overused phrase, um, the strong silent type. I think he was the kind that did a whole lot of observing and made sure that he had all his information before he gave advice or stepped in. The first thing that I get is I think that there is something that he's not too overly happy about. Because I feel like he wants to say, like, I wouldn't put up with that garbage. So I don't know if there's anything in particular going on or if there's something that's getting ready to go on. But um, I don't think that he's overly happy and I think that if something comes up if it hasn't already come up you need to remember not to take any crap he was very good at reading people by the way like he could he could size you up like 
And again, it's because he was actually listening and observing maybe even more than people realize, but he was taking it all in. And I think he could walk into a room and he could point out an asshole in two seconds flat or somebody that he thought was, you know, of a good character. Um, he, he could cut straight, straight through someone's BS and figure it out. Does that answer your question, Lucy? Or actually, you basically just described them, but she's wanting to know if there's a message. Yeah, the message has. was, I think that there's, it's either something she's going through now or that she's going to, and he's reminding her not to take any crap. Okay. Are we good, Lucy? Great. And the woman in the picture, if that's Lucy in the picture, um, you have that same ability to read people. But you're sometimes hard-headed when it comes to it. But I think you're, you actually have the ability, the same thing he did. He was just quiet, observant, and could figure a person out like that, like cut through the BS. I think you can too. Every once in a while you choose to ignore. <laughs> um, so, but the woman in the picture, if that is, you know, if that's her and the, whoever's in the picture, she has that ability. All right, Jen, who do we have next? And give us a name so they know to expect a reading and they could ask their question. Sorry, we're on a marathon, Vicky. <laughs> Boy, this is a emotional roller coaster uh, for the show. So <clears throat> Eileen is next. And could you please share that picture with us all? Or at least with me. Well, of course, you and then us. All right, that one coming through. All right, Eileen, what would you like to know? In the meantime, while she's typing what she wants to know. Whoa, I don't know who this is connected to, but I just got hit with a major dizzy spell. Whoa, this is the first super intense. Oh, jeez. Sorry, that one hit me pretty fast. She wants to know if he is okay with the work that's being done to his home. The first thing I get is yes, but the person in the picture, is there any any kind of thing that was that was going on with like dizzy spells? Like I got dizzy like that and then like to the point where I was like nauseous. So I, 
is that connected to the man in the picture somehow? Because otherwise I just had a random spirit sit on top of me and it wasn't fun. Whoa. Got some water. That was... Well, I'd be willing to bet it didn't happen until I saw the picture, so I'd be willing to bet there's some kind of dizzy thing that happened, a vertigo, um, dizzy thing. I, I, I feel like I could have been so dizzy that I could have fallen, um, and I, it definitely made me nauseous. Um, But the first thing I got in regards to the house, um, would he like anything different done? Is if there are any spirits in the home. Okay. There's something about the back. He's showing me the back. So there's something towards the back of the house. I don't know if it has to do with like a porch area or he wants a porch area but it has something to do. If I'm looking at the house, it's the back right corner. There's something back in that area that he wants done differently. Um, the house actually has, ooh. There's at least one female there. The female spirit that's in the house, I don't know who she is. She kind of like wanders from room to room. Oh, he fell when it started. Okay. Well, he, I, I think he fell because he was super dizzy. Um, and, and it hit, I think if it hit him the same way it did me, it was like that. Like literally I was sitting here, I was fine. And all of a sudden, bam. So I would say that that, um, that was how that whole thing came about. Um, there's a female spirit in the house. I don't think she's related to anybody. She's been there a while. In fact, she may, I don't know how old the house is, but she looks like from a different time period. She's like, I'm really bad with ages, but I'd say she's anywhere from early teens at the most early 20s. So, you know, a span of like maybe 10 years people look different back in the old days too their age showed differently um she wanders through the house she's actually barefoot and she's wearing like this loose gown thing and um she wanders she touches things when she wanders though so i'm wondering if anybody has ever found any um like handprints or anything like that, like say you just cleaned a window or a glass door or even like an unknown handprint on the wall because um, she touches the walls and she kind of dances around. You might, when she's around, you might um, actually feel a little bit of the wind because she kind of spins around and um, she just looks like one of those advertisements for like, you know, summer breeze, you know, blowing through. That's kind of like what she does in the house. Um, so she's definitely one of the spirits that are in the house. Um, there's also an, an older gentleman 
that's in the house. And I think he had a cane. And I feel like you or someone else might have possibly heard that cane like being boom, boom, boom on the floor. Okay. And nobody that I'm picking up on there is any, they're just doing their own thing. The, the older gentleman that I see with the cane, he might be a little more disgruntled. You may, if you walk into his space, his space is also, it's that back right corner. Maybe that's why the man was pointing to that. He stays primarily towards there for some reason. Um, I think maybe if you got, um, <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you for the confirmation too. Um, but yeah, that I don't know this, this man, the only thing that I think from him, I think he's pretty stationary, but I think if you walked into his space and he happened to be one of his grumpy moments, you would feel like the energy, like you would walk in and maybe feel unwanted, um, maybe feel a little bit angry yourself, but, um, he's like, he's kind of just off a little bit. He doesn't, the, the girl goes anywhere she wants to. She's just, you know, float, you know, swishing around wherever she wants to. He's more stationary. He stays in one spot. And I think anybody would know if you walked into his space because you could feel it. Is this individual that was in the picture, is he around uh, the property and the property or does he come and go as he please? He's not, he's not still there. He's those two people that I picked up on, I believe are, as I would call resident spirits. That were there while he was still alive. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, the man in the picture spends a lot more time on the other side. He spends, well, I say not a lot more. Um, usually they give me percentages. He spends 60 to 65% on the other side and then comes back here. Um, he has more interest on the other side. I don't know if there's more people that are over there. I don't know if, I don't know why, but his percentages are between 60 and 65 on the other side. And would you say he's happy with the work being done? Yes. That was the, when she asked that question, I got yes. Yeah. Okay. There yeah. you go, Eileen. Yeah. He's happy. And that girl, you know, if you, you thought she was there. Yep. There you go. There's another vote for that girl. But just be mindful that there is that male there. So if you ever walk into a room and you feel a little uncomfortable or anything like that, you know, I think that's him. He's not going to do much. He's just going to, he likes his little space. So, you know, a, a lot of people are chiming in just now. And those that, that have not been watching the show from the first hour into the second hour. <clears throat> we may we may not be able to get to you uh simply being um we needed that picture ahead of time so we could text it to her vicky has not come in contact with the picture until she actually has a text to her from our producer so you can see like, like right now i'm waiting for the next text to come through this is all these are my texts from jen i actually have never texted her before the only text are the pics that came through and see this one just popped up because that's she just now sent it to me. Yes. 
And, and the reason that is, is because a lot of people often say, well, if this is done through Facebook, it's easy to look the person up, look up the person and find out more information on them. Not the case in this situation. Uh, that's why we specifically put the producer's email in there so that we wouldn't have to deal with the doubt and whatnot. And it's being, it's being sent to her present time live as we speak. Uh, the next one that we have, and hopefully Beth is still, yes, there you are. How you doing, B? Um, <clears throat> there's your question from Beth. Um, the first question I want to know if what my father said is how she felt and is her dad going to be okay? Um, I don't know whether this is good or bad. The first thing I get with for the first part of the question um, I don't think that that was a hundred percent, um, as far as how she felt. How old you said, and is her dad going to be okay? How old is he? That would be my first question. And while we're waiting for her to answer, um, going back to the whole picture thing, if you have a reading with me, um, I tell you do not send any picture to me no more than one minute before. Okay. One minute before. Um, oh one minute before the reading. And that's not for me to have access to hurry up and Google or anything like that. It's so that when I get you on the phone, I already have my picture. So we're not waiting for your pictures to fly through cyberspace in order to make it to my phone. It's all a time-saving thing. One minute in no way could ever um, give me enough time to Google and figure out because first of all, I'm not very techie in the first place. And second of all, I'm not dishonest. So you put those two things together. I'm not looking up anything, but oftentimes during a reading, if somebody wants to know about somebody else, they will send me the picture right then and there. And there's absolutely no way that I could look it up. And plus I'm honest. If you send me something, I'm not going to answer. I'm just going to say, I don't get an answer. Um, with her, with her um, father, I get two to three. When I get numbers, I never know. It could be two to three days, two to three weeks, two to three months, two to three years. I don't know how long specifically the two to three actually is. For that, I would say I'm hoping it's two to three years, but it might be two to three months. So is he going to be okay? I think we're going to see the conclusion of things within two to three. And I'm hoping it's years and not months. I don't think it's weeks and I don't think it's days. So I'm leaning more towards months or years. And you know, it's a shame that we have out there, we have psychics who have um, tricked people, lied to people I, my son had a teacher, my older son, when he was in fifth grade, 
And she was lucky enough. She's one of those people that retired and, you know, she was living her life. She inherited a little bit of money and she hooked up with some local psychic here in Palm Beach County. And I don't know what kind of trick and spell he put on her, but let's put it this way. It ended up with her taking cash and jewelry, bearing it on a beach here in Palm Beach County to which the psychic went and dug it up and took off with what totaled to about $300,000. Wow. And it's so important to say, Rich and I, you have talked about it's important to have the right paranormal team. It's also important to have the right psychic medium. I have a rule where if I know you too well, I'm not going to read for you because I know too much already. Right. Um, I have, if I have a regular who calls me consistently at some point I say to you, you are not paying me. We are now friends. So if you want to have a conversation with your friend who's very intuitive, we'll have a conversation, but I don't want you to send me money. And a lot of people would take advantage of that because you you're at an advantage. If you're a psychic medium that already knows somebody like you have, you know, knowledge, you already come in with, you know, a fact base in your head. I won't do that. You, you get a certain number of readings. Guess what? We're friends. Not taking your money. Because it becomes yeah. too easy. It becomes an addiction as well. And I, I, yeah. I remember back in the day, one of the psychic mediums that I worked with, I used to get a reading from him all the time. And I, I realized it was once a month at the least. And I never used to do that before, but he was always on, on you know, spot on. And he himself said, Rich, I can't read for you anymore because I know you too well. We work mm -hmm. together. And I understood why. And I stopped altogether. And let me tell you, it does become addicting because then what happens is you're then hoping to get the answer you want from a, a person directly versus mm -hmm. going through the journey and finding out whether that is the answer to the question, right. to the things you should be doing. And, and, and that there's a codependency that, that develops after a while. Let's face facts. Yep. I mean, I had people that literally, I joked, but it wasn't too much to the extreme. Um, can I have a reading? Okay. I get on the phone. So I have a blue dress and a red dress. Which one should I wear? And that's when I'm like, okay, this person has to be cut off. You're, you're calling me to ask which dress you should wear. Yeah. And that's a little much, but unfortunately there are people out there that would be like, well, that's easy money. Let me go ahead and keep taking their money. Uh, uh, it's a good thing. You have a conscience. Other people don't. And, you know, I told the story before there was somebody who, um, you know, I started the reading. It was supposed to be an hour long reading and about 20 minutes into it, she started to get, very belligerent and angry and yelling at me. Mm. I let her yell at me once said, okay, this is a fluke. She must be upset. We continued a few more minutes. She yelled at me again. And I said, you know what? I'm not the psychic medium for you. I said, when we hang up, I'm going to return your money. And we hung up and I returned her money. Again, most people wouldn't do that. Most people would have shifted into let's make up some crap mode Let's pacify her for a few minutes and pocket the money. I sent her her money back. 
you know, and I counterbalance, you know, you and I have had um, conversations about charging for my gift. Yes. And you know that I wrestle with things like that, but that's why I counterbalance as much I can with free things with things that I like to give from the heart. If I think that there's something I can help somebody with that really speaks to me. And I, I like to do that. So I feel balanced because again, it's not me doing this. It's I'm just lucky enough that spirits speak to me and I don't want to ever do anything to endanger that relationship I have with spirit because they're the ones you know, I'm hello. just the car. They're driving. Uh, hello to Lizzie. Welcome. And the next pick that is going to be sent is from Elena. Wow. Someone's angry. Oh, you can hear that? Yeah. My son's playing video games. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Let me, let me send him a text while I'm waiting. For the next <laughs> <picture>. <laughs> I was like, uh, was that just me or <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. It's funny because when I give readings and he does that, my phone blocks out all that background noise. Oh. So I never have to, you know, apologize because they can't hear it, but I guess the computer picks it up. Oh yeah. Aww. All right. Next is a picture of a doggy. Yeah. All right. And what would you like to know? I'm doing this because I'm getting like joint pain. So I'm wondering if the dog has any kind of Um, did, did the dog in the picture have any kind of joint pain issues? Because I'm physically, I mean, I'm not a dog, but I'm getting pain in my shoulder. Um, so that's the first thing to make sure I'm connecting um, with the, I keep wanting to do this. Um, so is he present in my home? If so, does my dog see him? Sometimes my dog goes, um, I don't know if you're going to consider this good news or bad news, but your dog's not protecting you from a spirit dog. Huh. Oh, okay. Um, yes, I think this, I think this dog definitely comes around. I don't think that is what your dog is seeing. However, um, I think he sees this dog but that's not what he is getting all up in arms over um <laughs> this well i mean i have to be honest when um when this dog comes around you would notice it because you you would feel like either the couch or a bed or something, you would feel that, you know, that that initial when an animal jumps on and then the thing will shift a little bit. So he still, he'll do that. Um, and you'll know that it's 
it's, you know, that the other dog's not doing it or there's not a person doing it. So there's that. And then I don't know if he had a habit of doing this before, but he'll put just his two front paws like on the edge of the bed. So you know how like on the edge of a mattress, there's like that, that little piece that goes around it. That's a little bit harder. It's there's probably like a little piece of metal or steel or something under there. And then it's, it's the piping part. And sometimes when you get near that, it like, it moves a little bit differently than the rest of the bed does. And it may like be a little popping jerking thing. I feel like he's definitely like done like that with his paws on the edge. And you would hear like the little pop and the shifting of that in particular, that piping that goes around the mattress. Yeah. So he's still doing that, <laughs> but I don't think that's what the other dog is protecting you from. Yeah. Just saying. So Elena, you, you may want to rethink uh, what your current dog is growling at. Yeah. Um, uh, now I'm trying to think if I have any pictures of where you're at. Um, this is going to sound really strange, Elena. I think your dog is barking at a buildup of negative energy caused by living people. That sounds a little weird. Um, hi, Mark. Um, yeah, it's almost like it's almost like there's an energy that's a physical manifestation of negative people in your life. And I'm not trying to call anybody out or anything like that, but I almost feel like it's a tangible energy that has been created by living people. And he's picking up on that energy because sometimes it may even be people that aren't physically in your house at that moment, but they're, they're, they take a little more energy than they give back kind of people. And it could be that a wave of this comes through and that's what he picks up on. I don't think he's parking at the dog though. Sorry, but the dog is there. Mm -mm. See, I know I have to tell the truth, but sometimes it's not easy. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. And Elena, yeah, you got my number. You got my number. <laughs> she knows to call you if anything else <laughs> happens and she'll blame you. Not me. Yeah. I, I ain't reading. <laughs> So <laughs> yeah, don't kill the messenger though. That's all I got to say in your defense. It's uh, weird because it doesn't present itself, Elena, to me as a typical spirit. I almost feel like it's an energy force, but I feel like it's created coming off the living. We'll talk. Judging from the time we have one more pick and I think if our producer can get on the line with us here and present the picture to you via text that would help and I know she hates it when I do this but you know what it is what, what it is <laughs> what? Oh, I, was, I wasn't going to do it 
yeah, I know. Send the pick, and I, you know. My hair is fabulous today. Yeah, it's fantabulous. Look at mine. You know, whatever. All right. And for everybody wanting to know what I'm doing, this is my phone. This is what I do. This is a picture that I'm sending. And here's my phone to show that that picture is not on my phone yet. I am clicking here. I have Vicky's number, which you can't see. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay. And I am sending. And it will take a hot minute for it to show up on my phone. Ah, it's starting. It's loading. And it's a kitty cat. All this right. is how we've been communicating. All right, what would you like to know? Is that, that cat part Maine Coon? Yes. Okay. That wasn't psychic. That was Vicky the yes. cat person. <laughs> yes. Um, for those who cannot see the photo, because I don't have it loaded. Um, I, I actually, I have a lot of questions, but um, I, I want to ask, was she taken? Did somebody physically take her or did she just decide to go a different route? The, the first thing I'm getting about the cat was is something to do with her ear. And I don't know exactly why I'm getting that right now, but there's something in connection to her ear. Um, this is a cat that did whatever she freaking wanted to do, which yes. a lot of cats do, but this one in particular. Yes. Um, <laughs> if this cat were human, this would be an F you cat. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, like I'm going to, I'm going to walk up to the bowl and I F you like yes. seriously. Yes. Um, she was, she was very sassy. Yeah. Um, I think this cat did everything on her own terms. Okay. So that said, I personally, and I wouldn't think, I think if anybody try, had tried to have taken her or done anything <laughs> on the bright side, she would have made their life miserable. Yes. Um, if that happened. But she, she's coming across to me as so independent and so everything is my term that I think I think that if it had been her, to put it gently, if, if she had thought that her time was approaching, yes. this is the kind of cat that would have gone off to make sure no one had to deal with that. Um, years ago, we had a dog. He didn't want to be a burden. And he had never, ever escaped out of our yard. Except for that one day. And he found a way. Because he didn't want us to have to deal with it. So I'm not, it's not completely clear, clear to me, but I can tell you if it's any consolation, if somebody took her, she made their life absolutely living hell. And... But I feel like she is coming across so strong where it's my term, my way, 
uncompromising. <laughs> that is a strong personality cat. Yes. Huge. Um, let, let's just say the first time that Rich met her, um, <laughs> he was in the dining room. He And he went to walk in and she had turned and looked at him, reached up to the door handle and told him, out. <laughs> and he's like, your cat just said something to me. Mm-hmm. My cat, let her out. She wants out. Open the door. Yeah, that was the first time I had ever heard a cat talk. Yes. Out. Out. And and she was hitting the the doorknob. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding. So I opened the door. Out she went. And when she wanted back in, she'd do the same thing. And she'd go, yeah. I'm like, she, she right, would talk. She would like, no. yeah. um, but the reason um, I had asked, and I think what you said might be right, is because I was washing the dishes one day and, and she would come in on her own terms. If she wanted to come in, she would come and she'd hit the door and we could hear it. And one day I was washing the dishes, but I had looked out the window and I had seen that she was just walking around out there. So I thought, okay, no big deal. She'll come to the door. And I got done doing what I needed to do. And it was maybe five minutes. And I went to go walk to the door to open it. And I called her name. I told her, Ginger, come on, come on. And she wasn't out there. So I was like, okay, maybe she just, she ran off. She'll come back. Um, but she never did. She, we, we knew she, she would always come back. She'd be gone maybe no later than, you know, 20 minutes or so. And she'd always come back, but she, she didn't. We, I remember that, that search. Yeah. Uh, we were all out there because she, she lives in, in a, in a block that has maybe what, four homes the rest are industrial uh buildings and um we we went searching for her for days and days and couldn't find her it it just was out of character for her to not come when she called her yes all she had to do was you know call out her name and she would come you know and go inside eat drink and then go back out and I, I personally feel you may be onto something when you say that she, it was her time and she took off. We, we don't know how old she was because when we, she came to us, uh, she was a rescue. Uh, we were outside in the yard and she had come to us in the yard and she was so matted and she had a lot of problems. So we took her in. Um, we had to shave her. She looked like a little lion. It was, it was horrible, but, um, she had her little six toes on each foot. We had to clip and, um, so we don't know exactly how old she was when she came to us, but I would assume she was fairly older than what we thought. I mean, I get that she lived on her own terms she was uncompromising she didn't give in because she was being nice she gave in because yeah that's really what she intended in the first place you didn't change my mind i just Mm -hmm. decided that now this is what i'm going to do don't you know i'm in charge exactly and she was she really was yeah uh she didn't care what you were doing um i had fractured my arm and she's like i need food 
food. Come on, cook food. Yep. Move. Yep. <laughs> All right. Mark's asking, has she ever communicated with either of you in dreams? Um, to me, there's been a few times, uh, especially when she did go missing. Um, that actually led into us searching of what I had seen in my dreams because we have a field that's, or it was a field um, across the street from me. And we, in my dreams, it kind she had, she was over there and she was running around. So later that day, we went over there and looked and we didn't find anything. Um, the dreams more or less were bothersome to me because she would show herself here in the house when we know that she never was after that. So I think it was well, calming. Well, if she, if it was her time to pass, then she actually was in the house. She was letting you know that she still is in the house. Um, one thing I want you to listen for and watch for, um, I believe it's the back door. I want you to listen for, it looks like a fat, hairy paw. And the sound will be towards the bottom of the door. And it will be boom, boom. Just two sounds. And it's going to sound like it's towards the bottom of the door, but it sounds like a big cushy paw. And she and had big paws. She had that's going to be her. <laughs> okay. And that's just her confirmation. I mean, you may, listen, I'm not a professional. You may, the cat may come marching home tomorrow. Live, if you're pure living form, I don't think that's the case. No. So I think just, just, and I think that confirmation of that will be that sound of a big poofy paw at the bottom of a back door. Okay. Okay. Thank you for the question, Mark. Uh, yes. I don't know how much time we have left. I'm going to let the producer let me know. Um, oh, like we got five more minutes. Cool. Thank you, Vicki, uh, for you. your compliment there. And thank you, Beth. Uh, I call her B. You know, I've known her for years, but. Um, so she said five minutes. I'm sorry, because I was in yeah. between reading five minutes. Okay, so in those five minutes, um, uh, if Jen can get back on real quick, who do we have next week uh, before we go ahead and start giving off Vicky's information? If any one of you that are on here that don't have her information yet and you want a reading from her, she goes 15, 30 minutes to an hour, and she'll let you know. And you can go from there and also if you are local i do parties and um when i local say local, west palm beach florida so if you're from west palm beach florida well i was going to specify local florida dade broward palm beach martin and st lucie counties those are right. the ones that i service so who do what are we doing next week jen um Next week, we have season one, episode nine with Barry Fitzgerald. Yeah. Barry Fitzgerald, for those of you that don't know, uh, from Ghost Hunters International. And I'm a big fan of Barry. I think he's a brilliant individual. 
Um, I'm look. I'm really looking forward to that. And uh, we will have them the first hour of the show because unfortunately, uh, in Ireland, <laughs> it'll be midnight when he's doing our show. So I don't want to say, Hey, can you wait the second hour? No, I don't want to, you know, that ain't, that ain't right. But Barry Fitzgerald from Ghost Hunters International will be on the show next week. And uh, for you guys to watch it, please go to YouTube, subscribe on, to Greetings from Beyond Radio, and get just get there. Just do it. Trust me. That way you'll get your notifications and follow us on Facebook and everything. Vicki, real quick before we have to hit the road once again. Well, just one thing. I want to give a disclaimer to you. You may want to put a muzzle on me when we have Barry on here because you know where I would want to go with it but <laughs> I'll be a good girl I won't ask any questions or point any fingers at people I don't like okay yeah uh, <laughs> maybe I should take over because yeah yeah the, yeah the, <laughs> let's just say that the the show had the right idea and they put him you know yeah so but 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 if he brings any anything up can can I ask a question then no sorry drama free i'm sorry i i and even with the drama that's beginning <laughs> as of late drama free, no, no. I'm, I'm feeling sick no i won't be here next week <laughs> yeah okay well then i guess jen will have to fill it in for you but anyways so before we let everyone go and everyone's chiming in and, and what's great is show, that that most of the people have no idea what we're talking about yeah, and they will, will not either because this person does not deserve the energy. So moving on, uh, why don't you go ahead and share with everyone how they can get a hold of you and set up whatever they want. And by the way, just throwing this out there, you get in contact with her, word of mouth, it helps. She can set up a virtual party for you. So if you are interested in any of my services, you can send me an email to nancy38drew at aol.com. Also on Facebook, I have a readings by Vicki, V-I-C-K-I-E. And you can find me on Facebook there. You can send me messages um, through there or through the email. And that includes, I do send that invitation out to paranormal groups who may not have their own resident psychic and if you have been to a location and you're kind of stumped and you kind of want to know a psychic's perspective, I do open it up to you as well to send emails with pictures of the property. And I could do a virtual walkthrough and maybe point you in the right direction on how you might be able to help the client. And everyone on here, and I don't have all the names, but, you know, just off the top of my head, Joanna, uh, Beth, Mark, Anthony, Eileen and so many more people that chimed in that wanted readings but we were just not able to get to you i know there was someone from africa that was asking for a reading but we need a picture mm -hmm. in order to to help you with your with your situation uh please contact at, uh, our producer and she will get you in contact with vicky at jen gfbr management at gmail.com it's right there on the screen read it out and write it down, type it out, whatever you want to do. She will get you in contact with Vicky. Um, you know, as I stated, this this is all, you know, relative. As far as I'm concerned, the way we go about life is really how life will turn out for us. If you do good, good will come to you. You do bad, bad will come to you. And as in life, so you will be in death. Remember that. Remember that. It's very important. 
So we will see you next week on Greetings from Beyond Radio. And as I always end all of our shows, live life. Don't let life live you. And peace be still. <laughs>